You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. He's talking about fishing and reels and, and sinkers and stuff. And, no, and, and then what did he say? He said, he said, what's a pippy? What's a pippy? <laughs> I was not that talking host. about reels and all that. That is a load of so BS. So do you know what, you know what pippies are? Still don't know. No. So I'm just, assuming it's a worm. That, no. <laughs> it's a little shell. It's a shell. little shellfish on the beach. It's like a little little clam that washes up. You can get on the on, on Open the them beach. up and you take them out and put you them take on your the hook. Pi- take the meat out. And like a muscle. Put on your hook. Like a muscle. Yeah. Like a muscle. It's like a, so it's I a said, midget muscle. So I said, <laughs> so this woogie who goes fishing, he's got a boat. He's, he's even got a pontoon. He's got everything, Sats. I said, so you put that, um, you put that on your on your hook, and you know you have if you swivel, and you, he said, "What's a swivel?" <laughs> I did. Well, he said, "I got a hook in a." He said, "I got a hook in a sinker." What else and nothing will bite it. He said, "Nothing will take me." Bait. It's because the the bloody sinker is down where the hook is, and the fish go. Oh, I've got a bad memory, but I've seen that round thing before. <laughs> they pick the bait off and and run off again. Anyway, oh, right. well, at least I wasn't. Uh, uh, on social media today on Instagram, checking where my dog goes to kindergarten and blowing up because no photos of your dog is on Instagram. I was a little disappointed today. There's there about That's... four or five staffies in a photo. Yeah, at the, exactly what at he Frank's said. Ki- he's gone. <laughs> he's looking through. He's gone. Where's Frank? <laughs> is this what? Uh, this is word for word what he said. Frank's not in the staffy photo. <laughs> What can I say? I love they, my... get a, they go, oh, Staffies, Staffies, <laughs> over here. No, not you, Labby. Get, get over there, Shepherd. Staffies, Staffies here. Is that what happened? Yeah. Isn't he in happens. trouble, though? It's at kindergarten? Yeah. For those who don't know, uh, Sats's grown dog, who's scared of the cat next door, <laughs> goes to kindergarten twice a week. And he's in trouble because he bit someone. Uh, well, apparently. He's never bitten anything in his life. But he's in a bit of trouble, I think. So. For what? Apparently biting someone, but he tries to escape oh, at three o'clock. <laughs> you so know, now, now you know why he wasn't in the photo. We know why, Woogie, don't we? Right. Why? Because you, you dropped him off at at school. Where's he go to doggy kindy? Yeah, and he wagged it. <laughs> you know, as you left, he <laughs> just he just went straight out the gate, <laughs> up the street. He's been hanging out at hey, Fifi's Fee- place all day, <laughs> corner store, <laughs> smoking durries. <laughs> don't try that, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, we didn't have a good lunch. It was a good lunch. Yeah. It was. Yeah, we didn't right. pay. No. So, how many oysters are on the table? <laughs> how many oysters are left? I can't oh, eat no. them because I get arthritis. <laughs> Gout. Mm. I, I have told you before, and Badge knows, I, I told you at lunchtime, I still hold the record at the Sheraton Mirage on the Gold Coast for most oysters kill Patrick in one sitting, 69. No. I was sick for you four would days. Be sick. You would be sick mm. doing that. Yeah. Do you I, know, does anyone know, um, I've got a very serious Christmas question. Mm. Does anyone know how to make gravy? Oh, no, don't start. We'll get to that in a sec. Matty Hayden. (laughs)
He'll know how to. One of the greatest opening batsmen of all time. I reckon reckon Hayden and Langer. Great chef as well. Mm. Hayden and Langer, are they up there with Greenwich and... And Haynes. I mean, yeah, who, who, yeah, is, absolutely. who would be the greatest opening duo in Test cricket? Oh, it'd be hard um, to go past. Greenwich and Haynes would be, um, wouldn't it? There's a couple of South Africans went all right. Can't remember who they were. But JL, Justin Langer yeah. and Matty Hayden would have to be top three. Would it, would it be Australia's greatest opening yes, duo? Yes, I'd say so. Mm. Better than John Dyson and David. But no, oh, was, John Dyson didn't was make Di- a lot of runs. Was it Dyson and Kepler Vessels? Kepler was. Vessels yeah. there for a while, yeah. Um, Graham Wood. Yeah. Oh, I'd Jeff say they Marsh are. and the other guy. Who was Marsh's opening bats? No, I think you're right, but and statistically, you know, they they stood at the top of the uh, at the top of the you know the ladder there for a while when it came to world cricket and openers. And if we, some... we watched one of the replays, the 06-07 third Ashes Test today on on Fox while I was sitting there waiting for the game and uh, waiting for the show, and, and it was that one where. Was Andrew Simons got his first Test century? Yeah. Hit a six to make get his century, and, and Hayden was just unstoppable. If someone else, if we had another opening batsman that could really aim up now, Warner's been through about thirteen of them. Mm. Mm. I think that's it the has number. been through thirteen. And yeah, someone else like it, it, they could be up there with him. Yeah, if 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 Labuschagne or someone else was at the top of the order batting well. Well, we we, we caught up with Matty uh, Hayden just as he got off the boat from North Stratty. He's preparing uh, for Which the Boxing is where, Day Toast. Which for our, our listeners, a lot of them won't off, know. Off Brisbane. Yeah. Nice Stradbroke Island. Stradbroke Island, North Stradbroke Island. So uh, we'll catch up with him real soon. It's a great chat. Uh, he, he unloads on the palms. You've got to have a listen to that. Chris Nelson will join us. Uh, we'll talk about pippies. Um, <laughs> who else is joined? Oh, by popular demand, Tim Sheens. A chat you boys had with him a couple of weeks ago. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. It was just a, it was an honour to sit in the studio and have a listen to this chat. And he's coached both of you. And you have a wonderful relationship. So we'll have a listen to that chat with Tim Sheens again. And now, every week, uh, we finish the Thursday show with a song to get us fired up for the weekend, right? Uh, I, yep. I know this is unfair because I've just picked the, the greatest ever Christmas song in Australia and from the greatest ever artist in Australia. So un, unbeatable, I'd say. Um, it's up to our listeners, 0457 736 736. But... I can't, can't see anything beating that. Worst Have Australian you, artist ever. You can't say Who? that. Paul Kelly. Well, you can't say that. Well, take it back. Come on. No, I'm not. Who, who writes a song about <laughs> gravy? Come on. <laughs> how, how do you make gravy in prison? I don't know. Well, have a guess. <laughs> I'm not having a guess. <laughs> so that's your Paul song. From the very boring Paul Kelly uh, tonight, Sats' song is not even going to get a vote, but here it is. From Love Actually, Billy Mack. Fingers. Are you serious? <laughs> I feel it in my toes. You sing better than him. Accent as well. sing better than him. Good movie, but bad song. All that was no, on no. last night. Was it really? Yeah. And okay. It's on every e- two weeks. Every station has it on. Mm. Yeah. Weekly. Yeah. All right, mine. I think I'm going to be in a battle with you, Badge. I've gone down the Aussie trail as well. Oh, no. Mine is Aussie Jingle Bells. Oh, jingle Bells, no. Jingle Bells, Jingle all the way. Christmas in Australia on a scorching summer's day. Oh, just like the, boom, hey, the boomers bells, and the things and all that on it. This is Bucko and Chance. Oh, I thought it was the Rolf Harris one with the big ten boomers and the, the reindeer and that's not it. Who was that? That's uh, Bucko. Richard Champion. Not Richard Champion, oh. no. But anyway, uh, vote. Jay for... from Ipswich has texted us also and said, John Denver, Australia. 
Jay, it's got nothing to do with Christmas. John Denver. Yeah. What's, what's going on there? All right, vote for your favourite song. Uh, 0457 736 736 is our text number. Uh, we better do a very quick sports update, boys. Sports day, sports got update. A quick, got a quick Christmas joke or not? Uh, thanks to Acme Farm Insurance. Yeah, go on. What do you call a kid who doesn't believe in Santa? I don't know. A rebel without a clause. <laughs> That's good. I'll just leave you that one. Oh, why? Yeah, I can't wait for There's the end some of the gold show, coming later. This will be your greatest ever joke. Oh well, you better explain that for those for the new listener uh, on the show who stumbled by across us by mistake. Mm. Um, <laughs> Sats every night finishes the show with a last laugh, just to hopefully finish on a good note. We rang Wayne to get his uh, get his Hello? last laugh. Yeah, <laughs> That's, that was his message bank. Um, is it a Christmas one tonight? No. Why not? Yeah. Too obvious. You got a good Christmas joke. You told us one earlier, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, no, I can't say that. Uh, Danger, <laughs> Danger's just te- – it's about Bubba. Uh, Danger's just texted in and said uh, – it's still bloody cold. He must be down in Geelong. Pippies are bloody beautiful cooked in garlic butter. I don't mm. – mine always come out with a bit of – I've tried them, but there's sand in them. I don't cook them. I just use them for bait. Some people know how Is it illegal to use them as bait? Is it to- are they still alive or dead when you use them as bait? Is he? Oh. Is he fed income? I am feeding. Is, is that like saying, is it illegal to use a worm for bait? Yeah, see, you. Oh, it's I, not illegal. Listener, can you help me out here? 0457 736 736. Badge reckons he's going to bring me in some beach worms. They don't. I've never seen a worm on the beach. Are you no. serious? I'm dead serious. I've seen seagulls. I can't believe you you're, the only, you're the only place guy that I know that's got a boat. <laughs> His own. What's he, 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 His jetty, own pontoon. pontoon. His own pontoon. No, it's a Talks mate's about pontoon. about how much he loves fishing. Knows nothing about it. I've never at all. said I love fishing. It's my mate's pontoon, and I'm just borrowing it. Okay, Brian in right. Labrador, zero mm. four five seven seven three six seven three six. Best Aussie opening partnership: Laurie and Simpson. Oh yeah. Then Marsh and Taylor. Nah. Of course, it was Tubby Taylor. How yeah. have we forgot Tubby Taylor? I, uh, it's up there. He's right. Langer, Langer, Langer and Hayden. Beat. I wonder what the stats say. I haven't even we haven't gone that far, have we? Mm. Hey, Striker's taking on the heat tonight. Will the Heat lose again, boys? Well, uh, if they do, that's got to be about it, isn't it? Very early in the piece, but well, they won from four or five. One. They won. won. Yeah, from four or one five. For five. Yeah, one from five, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Different wavelength. <laughs> uh, the boxing was last night. Well, let's not even talk about it. We've run out of time anyway. That's not, I mean, that was just. Well, at least right? Sats did come in and say, he's won me. Joey Lalua has got me. I'm BJ Lalua proved to me last night that he is a bigger imbecile than I thought before. <laughs> oh. So, wow. Wow. oh, it's just, he's just, I don't know, he's just disrespectful of, of the situations that he's in. And I thought he proved it again last night in his post match interview, and and the fight wasn't much better. He agreed, mm. he, he, he actually said after it, I'm a good fighter. Well, no, you're not, Joey. No. Uh, Paul Gallon, mm. all class, won the, won Absolutely. the, beat, beat Darcy Lusick and got the 20 grand for the best knockout and gave it to a couple of young fighters. Gave it to Harry Garside and, and outstanding. Young, yeah, good on you, Gal. Goodman. Well done. Good man. Um, and can I also say congratulations to the Mighty Dolphins. They've signed their third player, Jermaine Asako oh, from the Broncos. There's a chance they'll have a team in the sevens in 2023. Oh, yep. <laughs> They're getting there. <laughs> nah, good on. Yeah, Jermaine Asako. He's a good signing. Yeah, very good player. Good part about him is I don't think he's a fullback. I think he's a winger. Um, or a sender. Yeah, but the best part about him is that you need a recognised goal kicker. So yes, turning four or six is good uh, usually a, you know, usually goes part and parcel with Asako. Mm, what a horrible song. 
Glenn from uh, listening to us on 2HD in Newcastle says, Hi, guys, stop the fight now. It has to be Aussie Jingle Bells. Thank you very much. I think Mickey G's also Glenn's sent us a no text idea. saying the same as well. What's Aussie Jingle Bells. Let's get to a break. Uh, that was Mickey our... Mickey G's credibility is questioned. That was some sort of uh, sports update too. Somebody is having a go at Paul Kelly. I'll just jump Thanks to Acmea Farm Insurance. It's, mate, he is the worst artist it's ever. disgraceful even saying you can't that. He's say a that. national icon. He is, he's he's not. Icon. Our greatest ever singer-songwriter. He's a stuck-up Victorian. He's better no. than Slim Dust. I no, heard a radio... Can you believe a radio station did a one-hour special on how to make gravy the other day? Like, that That's too long. I mean, you just add salt, a bit of red wine, <laughs> some tomato sauce. Mate, go to IGA tang, and just get and some Gravox, <laughs> add water. That's why you have a crappy Christmas lunch. Mm. This is Sports Day. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Part one of your chat with Maddie Hayden, up next on Sports Day. Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Welcome back to Sports Day. Uh, it's Thursday night, Christmas Eve Eve. Our last show before Christmas, and I thought, you know what? Bugger it. Let's save the best till last tonight. When it comes to cricket, this bloke is one of the legends of the Australian cricket team. I still believe part of the best opening partnership ever in world cricket. Even better than Greenwich and Haynes. What do you think? Well, I, I right tend to agree up there. with you. Yeah, right absolutely. There. Let yeah. me give you some stats, boys. 103 tests, 8,625 8, runs, average just over 50. Highest score, who could forget, 380, 161 oh. ODIs, 6, 000, over 6,000 runs. Probably would have struggled against Jack Leach, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would have knocked himself out. He would have swung that hard. Uh, but the only disappointing thing, never took a wicket but bowled nine overs yeah. in tests. Oh, come on. He's been defined by those nine overs. Oh, <laughs> I don't even know what he bloody yeah. bowled. <laughs> Matthew Hayden, welcome to Sports Day. Jeez, give, give me a big head. Actually, you built me up and then you tore me down. <laughs> what did, what did you stuff. actually bowl? Was it? Rubbish. Rubbish. Sweet rubbish. <laughs> well, he's one over in ODIs, yeah. went for 18. Who was the skipper who yeah. threw the ball? Was it AB or who? Yeah, Tugger. Tugger. Actually, the funny thing about that story is that Simo was on four for at the time as well. And it was under, we we had to stay on the park because it was half light. And, and um, we thought, oh, maybe we'll try and just hang in there for an over to let Simo try and get a five for under because I think there was about two of the five light towers are out. And, <laughs> and big Roger Twos just licked his choppers and just took me to the cleaners and Simo was left high and dry and warfer. Oh, where was that? <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Where was that? In New Zealand, some postage stamp in New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> Mind you, I did get the instructions that I was I was supposed to bounce Roger Twos. That was my only condition for Stephen allowing me the ball. So I thought, I can do that. But every time I bowl a bouncer, he put me over deep in wicket for six. So it well, ended very quickly. A bit of payback for all the uh, all the, the sixes that you hit against um, all those other teams you played against. Matty, hey, how are you enjoying the, uh, the commentary, mate? We're loving uh, yeah, your loving comments. It. Yeah. yeah, no, loving it. No, good. And I think you made a good point, actually, tongue-in-cheek about Leachy as well. Like He was bowled on a gr- absolute green top, probably haven't seen a green top like that in 20 years at the Gabba. And then they decided to pluck him out of out of the game for Adelaide, which notoriously spins. Um, and it's just it's baffling what they what they do, the Poms. I'm mm. sure they just overthink it. Because the last time they actually were effective here in Australia, it was on the basis of having a really good off-spinner, and that was Graham Swan. Now, left-arm orthodox is a bit different, but 
if he's in the first test on a green top, surely he's got to be able to bowl. Why he wasn't there on Adelaide, I have absolutely zero idea. But, you know, the stats are that they haven't won a game for 4,001 days. Oh, I know. 4,001 days. It's Crazy. Just, it's abysmal. <laughs> well, given that they're, they're not getting it right, as you said, in at the Gabba and then in Adelaide, and now these dramas between Joe Root and the Quicks and him saying they're not pitching it up. What should they be doing? Without giving too much away, because we know they listen. Mm. What should they be doing yeah. in the Boxing Day test, England? Who should they be picking? Well, well, their engine room is, is not doing any good. You know, so Burns is no good. Hasib Amid, who had a promising start in Gabba, he, he, he just hasn't been able to, to cement, you know, where, where he needs to be at. Mm. So that, that top order has to fire. There has to be... I don't know who they've got on the, their squad. They've got Zach Crawley. And I haven't seen much of him play, but, I mean, at the moment, Rory Burns, he he looks nothing the part just at the moment. You know, he really... He just looks so ordinary. So at sea against Mitchell Stark, but not just against Mitchell Stark, just in general. Yep. And, boys, I've been there where you're in test match cricket and you're not... You don't really belong. And you, you know it, everyone else knows it, and it feels bad, you know. So at the moment, I just can't see how they can play him. But, um, you know, apart from that, I think they've just got to get their selections right. You know, back in back in their, their two legends, it'll be the last time that they, they tour here. They've got, they've got to have some extra pace as well. They didn't play wood, and they should have. Yeah. Mm. Um, and they need to have some spin, you know. Like, surely there's a spinner in England. I mean, it, it's always got to proud culture of, of spin and Leach you, you, look I, I I would love to face him I must admit yeah. um, but the reality is he he's still got to be their best option um, because playing four quicks it just looked really bad mm. not and four of the same types of quicks as well in essence um, so yeah I, I just think three quicks a spinner and, and keep it simple like that for them. And I think they've just got to lift with the bat because you can't get, you know, two, 250, 300 runs and be competitive in test match cricket. It just mm. doesn't work that way. Matty, Joe Root's comments after the second Ashes and, and his criticism of of the uh, the quicks and, and not following a game plan, mm. not bowling full enough, how would that be received by his teammates? Well, not well, but... He's right. The only the only thing is, why did it take him a day and a half to get yeah. the right length with a, a, a seam bowling attack that's that's taken amongst two of them, taken over a thousand wickets in Test match cricket. I mean, blind Freddie can realise that you don't have to be, you don't have to wait against world class batters. It's mm. impossible to just sit there and, and wait and try and work, try and just hope that you're going to get a wicket, because boys, it was done plenty. Like, even on the fifth day, like, looking at that and doing the pitch report in the morning, I thought, man, there's so much grass on this wicket. It's it's unbelievable. And I couldn't understand why it was even turning because it was turning big. But I wasn't sure from where because it didn't look like it had deteriorated one bit. It, it sort of finished how it started. Um, but that the other thing is the length did as well. You know, five-metre length was really hard to play. You have a look at the way that Australia came out to try and fight its way past 200 runs. I mean, Lavers, who's in really good form, he couldn't hit one off the square because mm. it was seeming around the whole game. So, 
I think, like every unit, you've got to take responsibility for your own particular game. You can't be waiting for someone else to, to do the job. And for mine, Root has, is right in criticising his, his bowlers. Um, and hopefully they get that right in Melbourne. Because if they do, they'll be a handful. Yeah. Now, former Test batsman Ed Cowan came out and said in, he believes it's the worst Pommy team in, in 20 years of, of Ashes cricket. Now, in your over, you know, well over 250 games for Australia, do you sort of concur with him a little bit? Uh, look, it, it's amazing. I, I've been to the Ashes where it's been the worst. We've been the worst ever. It doesn't really matter. Like mm. On a given day, the, the only point around this is that at the moment, there's nothing wrong with their character. A lot of sides come here and they, they're they terrible in terms of how they manage their own expectations and they manage their own pressure in the fishbowl of Australian summers. This side is just being outplayed at the moment. It's being outbowled. It's been outfielded. Um, and, it's, and it's been outbatted. Uh, and I think if they get those elements right, they'll be competitive. Because at the moment, their skills, and, and Joe Root alluded to, alluded to what, what he was saying before, boys, we need to bowl the right length. It took us a day to get the right length. I mean, why is that? Is that because we're not in it or we're not skillful enough to present those skills? And, and I think that's the key for mine. And look, even when you're away on tour, it's really hard to kind of rein back because your own game because you, you're, you go there wanting to prepare for a certain method of play. And when it just doesn't happen, then you start clutching at straws and you get away from the key asset of any athlete, and that is understanding his game and knowing how to execute under pressure. And once you're under pressure and you're not executing, that's the cycle where you become really vulnerable. And, and that's England at the moment. They're vulnerable. Their heads are on a chopping block with 2, two nil down. God love them. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Matty, you know, you played a, a hell of a lot of cricket, not just test cricket, but cricket all around the world. Where does the Boxing Day test at the MCG rate as far as the, um, you know, the great experiences go? Yeah, it is. It's exciting. It really, like just having your family around was always a key highlight. And I think in these times as well where players have been in and out of bubbles, I've had eight weeks of hard quarantine trying to watch cricket this year. And to have your family around and, and to be at the venue of Melbourne, at Christmas is phenomenal. I mean, I have the greatest memory, boys, of just, you know, having the family out in the middle, you know, having that, that buzz of excitement around knowing that you're going to get a big crowd watching you mm. and a big crowd expecting, you know, good things. It's just the best test match. I mean, when Melbourne is kind of in its full swing, it's the city of sport. There's nothing that lights up a, a summer test match more than, and Melbourne itself, and Boxing Day is just a, such a bonus to the cricket calendar year. So, yeah, really exciting stuff. So, Matty, when you were playing um, and the Boxing Day test, obviously, in Melbourne, Christmas Day, so would all the families, all the players be together, all families be together on Christmas Day spending, I suppose, Christmas with your, your second family? Yeah, yeah. What, what generally happens is that the boys have a top-up session in a really light sort of captain's run, if you like, in rugby league terms, but just that, that bit of a freshen up in the morning, go to the ground, get gear organised. And then um, traditionally what happened is that we all walked down from where we're staying to the Crown um, and the Crown had put on, you know, just this feast for, for all the families, mums and dads, brothers, sisters, it, you know, whomever the players really wanted as a part of that day. 
um, and and that would kind of go on until the early afternoon and clearly, you know, it's a Boxing Day test match the next day, so it's not a time to get too giddy about stuff, but <laughs> you fill your, fill your coffers full of uh, Chrissy Ham and, and have a great time together with kids' activities, so they really do a wonderful job in the tradition of, you know, going down to where we were at Crown. I'm not sure if that happens now, but yeah, it's a pretty exciting day, and, and it's a bit of a you know, it's always one of those sort of double-edged swords, you know, because you you want to be at home for Christmas, but if you can't be home, you'd be home with your cricket family, and you'd be home knowing the fact that you're going to walk out and play for Australia the next day in front of seventy or eighty thousand people. It's a yeah, you know, it's an extraordinary window of your life. Absolutely. And what, so, what are you doing? You in commentary this this year? Yeah, uh, definitely. Do you have to travel on Christmas us, Day, yeah. or your Christmas Day with yeah. your family, or? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, have Christmas Day, we host Christmas, so I'll be on the tools. Um, <laughs> on the barbie. Smoking up the ham and the, and the yeah, and, and the whatnot, all the trimmings. Um, and then this year, my daughter, Grace, and I are going to go travel down in the afternoon on, on Christmas afternoon and actually go back to my old stomping grounds, the very first time that I saw um, the, the MCG as an Australian player. Uh, and that's the old Hilton on the park there um, yep. that, that looks over the, the G and I, I can remember being so terrified when I opened up my curtains and saw the G and just thought hmm I don't belong here <laughs> and it was against the West Indies and I spent the entire night sleepless thinking about how Kirtley Ambrose was going to knock <laughs> off Trump over and guess what happened yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. first ball careful about what you think about and then I think the worst of it was going up through the the old stands because it was a hell of a walk it was all the way up the top through about four tiers of, of Victorians and they were into me about being a Queenslander and I thought finally I'll get to my, the front door of the change rooms and get a bit of love from a team I walked through the door and they had all their heads down buried into their newspaper. So I thought, oh, no. <laughs> then, there's, then there was another set of uh, three stairs that, you know, spiralling down into the old dugout change room. So, oh, mate, it's just a walk of shame and, and you just feel like death warmed up. So it's, it's had good memories and it's had really unhappy memories as well. Now, Matthew, everyone knows you love your you love your fishing, and and Sats has got an issue here at Sports Day. He's got no idea how, how to, to cook a simple cat, can't catch him can't, can't cook catch him, him and can't cook a simple piece of fish on the barbecue, mm. mate. It's a struggle, isn't it? Simple. Badge and I said it's a, a bit of foil, fish, bit of butter, lemon, lemon yeah. some herbs, and then. But what temperature? You just chuck it on the barbie when it's warm, mate. No, chuck it on. Yeah. yeah okay. Ten minutes yeah. each side. Would you say? What's mate? wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, probably even probably even less I reckon because it once you sort of close the alfoil on the barbie, it steam, it starts to steam it up, uses the moisture out of the fish. So oh yeah, I reckon for a decent sized bit of fish, you probably you know three or four minutes either side and you're done. Do you, do you leave the skin on, Matt, with most fish? Or uh, yeah, I mean I I sort of target flathead you know oh, through the nice. summer with my with my youngest son just on the flats and. Um, the way that I love to do it is waste a can of beer and make beer batter um, and then deep fry flathead tails. And I reckon that's as good a feed as you'd possibly get. Oh. You, don't even need a, uh, you don't even need a plate. You just tear up the side of the, the uh, carton and use that as a plate. But oh, flathead, 
beer battered flathead tails with some fresh lemon is about as good as it gets, I reckon, through the summer. Absolutely. Now, yeah. have you been fishing with, with Roy much, Andrew Simons? Do you catch up much with him? No, I haven't. I haven't. Well, Simo's up in Townsville, right? So it's, geez, I mean, I haven't seen anyone this, this year apart from, you know, the boys that have been playing through the IPL. And I was fortunate enough, you know, when I was coaching Pakistan mm-hmm. that, I got a chance to catch up with the Aussie boys and in particular Alfie um, through that window. Um, but yeah, and I haven't seen Simo for a while. He's, 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 he's like a mud crab mate against the side of a bloody mangrove. Once he digs in, there's no coming out. So yeah. Did you notice? Um, But he's got the right idea. Yeah. Did you know? Right idea living up there. That's for sure. Is it true about Justin Langer? Is it, is he's, is he mellowed or is that just on the, uh, in the coaching? Uh, oh, look, J- JL is, JL's always been a pretty laid-back character, he, but he's passionate. You know, that's just like, you know, we all are with our cricket. It's, it's And it's frustrating. I mean, you can hear the sense of frustration in my voice when it comes to talking about the Poms, and I mm. don't give a shit about them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, but it is frustrating to watch world-class athletes not perform at their best. And, you know, when JL came into the setup after Sam Papergate, he, he had... One common sense thing to say about about how how his sort of main test of of where the side needs to be at, and he just said to them, "Look, boys, you've got to make Australians proud again. We want to see you guys like walking around the streets and people going, hey, mate, you know, congratulations or good effort.' Or you don't have to be winning everything, but that certainly helps. Um, but make Australians proud, and and I think he's done that, and he hasn't done that by just saying, "Look, you can do whatever you want." I mean, if it was easy, everyone would do it, right? So yeah. you've got to actually be, you've got to be vigilant and you've got to be proactive and you've got to also understand that there's got to be some improvements. And and if you don't demand that of yourself, then good luck playing international cricket because, I mean, boys, there's as many non-players as what there are and support staff as what there are players. So everyone has their homework and research on you. And if you don't get better, you just get banished. And and so you know he's hard taskmaster, but do you want someone that's not that way? I, I certainly don't. I mean, I learned. No. Yeah, I'm with you. Alan Border and Bob Simpson, who basically just pounded you into the deck. You know, <laughs> if you weren't if you weren't doing the right thing, or you, if they saw areas of improvement, and and look, you come on leaps and bounds if you have a pretty thick skin and you're willing to listen. Um. And I, and I and I sense that these boys now have got the right chemistry. They were happy in the World Cup, and they're once again, you know, settling into a nice routine in the in the early part of the summer. And and long may it continue. And and JL is at the helm of a of a side that I sense is much happier now. Good. Can I just before we let you go? Can I just ask you? You just mentioned Alan Border. How would he have reacted mm. to his fast bowlers if they weren't following the game plan <laughs> and pitching the ball up? Would it have would it have taken a day or so for him to come and try to sort it out? Or yeah, no, no. I, I, look, I think the respect from Alan came from just being a, a firm but fair taskmaster. Yeah, and you know he would have he would have blown his top like a pressure cooker. But he, they also would have known the fact that AB comes from a cricket heart and has got it. Did have a great you know sense of pride and, and nationalistic. Um, um, Pride in particular, and he just he would be hard, but you'd always sense that 
he was doing it for the right reason. And you try your best accordingly. And you don't get you don't get better, as I said, like just pretending that you're going to do something different if, if you're not. So hopefully they've listened to Joe Root because yeah. I think he actually did have some good things to say. Mm. And and if they get it right, like a Robinson did remember in the first test, he took four or five weeks in the first test. If you get it right, then happy days because you're going to be in the test match and that's what England will definitely want. And we want a competition for sure as yeah. well. And they gave us that in Adelaide. But they were never in a position to, to um, they were never in a position to get anywhere close to winning it. Well, it's a perfect time to talk to Matty Hayden as we let you go, Matty. Jason Badge on our big screen here. There's a replay of the third Test 0607 series, five for 110 chasing 159. Matty Hayden's just raised the bat for a 50. So there you go. Are you actually in with Roy as at the moment as well? There you go. Yeah, he smashed them that day. Yeah, he terrorised them. Simo, eh? <laughs> Absolutely oh, terrorised. Not from me. Simo just smoked them. It was bloody brilliant. <laughs> that was it. That was a great moment, actually. One that, one that I actually remember it because I've still got a big, big crease in the face from when he jumped on my shoulders and <laughs> 98 kilos came bearing down on top of my helmet. And <laughs> cut me like a bloody, cut me like a peach. <laughs> uh, it was great to watch. Uh, <laughs> Good stuff, fellas. Yeah, yeah, nice. it's well, I hope you enjoy your test. I hope you stuff oh. yourself full of Chrissy hand. You too. And, uh, get a couple of, uh, get some grain and some grape in you and enjoy the test, mate. We'll we will. The bloke, I'll be on the telly telling stories about stuff that I probably don't know anything about. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it anyway. Yes. Sass is going out to buy some flathead tails. <laughs> yeah, tales. he is. And he's got to <laughs> buy some foil as well. Yeah. Um, listen, good luck with the Channel 7 commentary of the Boxing Day test. I hope you have a break after that. Just quickly, any more coaching in the future, Hados, or is that it? You continuing with Pakistan? Uh, po- yeah, possibly. I, I I said to Pakistan though, after I kind of sent my review, that I was going to come home. I was going to do these couple of test matches, and then I'm going to go surfing and fishing, and <laughs> talk to my missus and go, "What's next?" Beauty. <laughs> good on you, mate. Good on you. What's next? No, yeah. No good on you, boys. No better place to contemplate your future, Maddie. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Matthew Hayden, Cheers. for joining us on Sports take, Day. Take it easy. Bye, boys. Yeah, you can catch all the action of the Boxing Day test live on the screens of Seven, the great Matty Hayden there. Lucky to get him on today. What a great bloke. He's so laid yeah, back man. and casual, isn't he? Queenslander. You boys be proud of that, wouldn't you? Oh, he's just a great lad. Yeah. Great lad. Basically, he lives on Stradbroke Island yep. any spare moment he gets. Beautiful spot. Remember that just time off, both he and Andrew Simons, Roy, they're boat capsized and got Sunk. flooded. Yeah, That's that right. was in Morden Bay. They had to be saved, didn't they? They nearly died, didn't mate. That was actually quite a serious accident, yeah. wasn't Andrew it? Andrew Simons just nearly killed him on the cricket pitch <laughs> and in a boat. All right, break time on Sports Day. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Now on Sports Day, time for a Racing Queensland update with Chris Nelson. The Tab Queensland Summer Racing Carnival has arrived. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Oh, well, before we uh, wish him a Merry Christmas, we better get him to work for us uh, one more time before Christmas. Chris Nelson, hello, mates. How are you, Joe? Very good. Now, no racing Saturday, of course. It's Christmas Day, but that doesn't mean racing stops. Big meeting coming up at Doombin on Sunday. Yeah, there is. It's a massive meeting at Toomba. We're only three weeks away from the Magic Millions. And the two-year-olds especially really start to hot up now. And race six on the card at Toomba on Sunday is the BJ McLaughlin Stakes, 1,200 metres, group three for the two-year-olds. And we get to see 
The ruling favourite for the Magic Millions is Philly, Cool and Gatter, beautifully named for a feature race on the Gold Coast. Uh, go around from gate number six for James McDonald, about a dollar thirty. Jace, your sort of odds. I'm oh, sure you'll be uh, launching into Cool and Gatter after a big Christmas day. But um, gamble responsibly. Look, there's a couple of others. Of course, of course. Launching responsibly. Um, look, there's a couple of others there worth keeping an eye on. I really like the trial of number six, Swiss Exile. Uh, on Monday at the Gold Coast. And the Kiwi, number 10, Bright Blue Sky, was dominant, only winning New Zealand and has trialled well in Sydney. But you would think number nine, Cool and Gatter, will be winning that. We also have a couple of other big races. Uh, the listed Burnborough Plate, over 1,600 metres. And race eight is the Falvalon. Now, the 1,200-metre Falvalon quality featuring Zoo style. This race gives a wild card into a very, very rich race on Magic Millions Day. And that's what they're heading for with Zoo style. So... Hopefully he can get the job done. There's also a uh, pretty good race day on the Gold Coast on Sunday as well, isn't there? That's a uh, dress up in your there is in your what is it your beach gear or your crazy yeah, your colours? tropical gear your tropical gear yeah, yeah. yeah sounds like a good day all your tropical gear yeah and um, eight races at the Gold Coast we just have to hope the weather does the right thing because the forecast yes. is looking too good from about mm. Sunday onwards so fingers crossed. And Sats is going to that. He's wearing a mankini. Uh, with a couple oh. of pineapples printed on it. So I don't know. I don't Very know. tropical. Yeah, a banana or something. I don't, I don't know. Now, listen, <laughs> you got some news around alligator blood. Yeah, well, this was a couple of days ago, but uh, for those that haven't heard it, and this was, this was amazing news, really. What we didn't expect, alligator blood, of course, was with David Van Dyke, was transferred to Billy Healy, had a few runs for Billy. Latest one of those was last Saturday at Eagle Farm. And look, he travelled well in the run, but once asked for an effort in the straight, he found absolutely nothing. So I think most of us were thinking it might be time for retirement. But no, some way or another, the owner has managed to get the horse to go south and it's going to be now trained by Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott for an autumn campaign. We'll there see where that leads. All righty, mate. Uh, have a good Christmas. Take it easy. Don't overdo it, all right? I'll try. You too, Jason. To all the listeners... I know they've been very loyal all the way through with my tips, so I wish them all the best for Christmas. Yeah, good. You owe them next year. Tab Queensland Summer <laughs> Racing Carnival has arrived. Head to queenslandsummercarnival.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858. Merry Christmas, mate. Same to you, Jase. Right out. Time to check out the weather. New farm Australian through and through. Boys, I just want to concentrate on the beautiful coastal town of Port Macquarie for mm. Christmas Day. Is that not one of the best places very in Australia? Very temperate. What, the people or the weather or what? What are you talking about? Both. I love it. Mum and Dad live there. Mm. It's a great town. Uh, together? Yeah, it's together. What do you mean? They're no longer with us, but thanks for raising oh, that again. Sorry. Uh, 27 <laughs> degrees on Christmas Day with a 60% chance of um, on rain. So there you have it. Uh, New Farms products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm Australian through and through. Just taking my foot out of my mouth. <laughs> Should we do uh, uh, songs? Yes? Yeah, yeah. What do you want to end well, the show with? It's going to win the greatest. Well, Sporty Gav has said that I vote for Bucko and Champs' song. Oh, well, that's, that's this one. Bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. That's he said the best, the best Christmas song for me was Mistletoe and Wine by Sir Cliff Richard. And Mark Taylor and Jeff Marsh were excellent openers. They were. As okay. was Taylor and Slater. That is one of the worst Christmas songs he's suggesting. Could you imagine Sporty Gav sitting at home on his mahogany couch yep. with a robe, fire crackling? And a pipe in his hand. And a cat on his lap. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> listening to that song. That this is... This is sad. This is really bad. It's not.
It's a classic. Why? Who's singing that? It's, are you serious? Who is singing that? <laughs> you can't sing. You could sing better than that, Sats, and that's saying something. That's Billy Mack. From Love Actually. Radio. Oh, the pretend singer. 0457 736 736. Which song would you like us to finish the show with tonight? Text messages badge. Uh, have we got some? Yeah, St. Board listening <laughs> to us on 2HD says, uh, Merry Christmas. Thanks for keeping us entertained for another year. Greenwich and Haynes, definitely the best openers. It appears Jason has led a very sheltered life. Here, here. Oh, we're board. talking about doesn't know what a pippy is for yep. fishing, a bait, and a swivel. Has never put a swivel. I oh, know. Can't catch. I have it a cocktail. Mm. A, that's a swizzle uh, stick. Daniel's Jason. got a text message we'll get to in the next hour around representative round. And Dangerous said, hey, guys, I'm in Geelong. Can p- someone please say hi to my brother and sister-in-law, Jeff and Kerry, in Geelong oh. with me? No, do Appreciate it, it. Thank you. There you go, Danger. Hello, Kerry. And Wayne would hello, like Jeff. to say something as well. Hello. <laughs> He's saying hello to him. And, Ro- and his wife, Robin, too. Okay. Is that from Batman? This is Sports Day, by the way. Uh, Thanks to the (laughs) all-new Kia Sportage. It's been unleashed. When we come back, by popular demand, Tim Sheens on Sports Day. Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.